You are responsible for the way that you feel and the action that you take. So you need to set yourself up for success each and every day. Welcome to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and I'll be on new band bestie as we deep dive into all things music marketing, branding, PR, and release strategy, as well as the mindset it takes to succeed in today's modern music industry. I know the highs and lows of being a musician, and I've seen far too many of my talented peers give up on their dreams far too early in their careers. After working for years as a musician, professional digital marketer, and music journalist, I now help emerging bands break through the glass ceiling and reach the next level in their careers. Let's do this. What's up? Happy New Year and welcome back to the new season of the Being in a Band podcast. It is officially the second of the first 21. That's 2121. And yes, in Australia, we put the date prior to the month. So if you're in America, it would be like 010221. Still a cool number. So I thought today was the perfect day to re-kick off the podcast after a little break over the holiday season. And let me tell you, I've been planning the podcast episodes for January and I've decided that January is really going to be all about planning for 2021. Today's episode, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of questions so that you can officially end 2020 and move forward into 2021. It's not necessarily about making New Year's resolutions because I know after the shitstorm of last year that that may be a scary thought. It's more so about thinking about the person that you want to become. I, like many other people, did a lot of growing last year. So weird to say last year. Thank God 2020 is last year. But I think the challenges that we faced really forced us to go within, literally within our homes, but also within ourselves. And I got a lot of growth from that. And I think reflecting on, you know, some of the different things that happened, of course, there was a lot of negative, but there also was a lot of positive and a lot of self-realizations that I personally had. And so that's what I really want to focus on today with these questions. I'm also going to be speaking about the mindset that you need to really tackle the next 12 months and have success with any of your goals that you are setting. So I know that As I mentioned, a lot of us are too scared to set resolutions, but look, I'm a goal setter. I think if you don't have a goal that you're aiming towards, you're really just going to wander around lost. And in fact, you know, the reason why a lot of bands don't succeed is they just don't set goals and they're just crossing their fingers, hoping for the best. And, you know, they may have a loose goal of being signed to a label, but okay, which label is your music aligned to that label? You know, what are some ways that you can kind of network to make sure that you are getting in front of that label? Because let me tell you, sending a cold EPK to a label ain't the way to do it. So grab a notebook if you are somewhere where you can take notes. Otherwise, if you are driving, you may like to revisit this podcast episode. I will leave all the questions that I speak about within this episode in the corresponding blog post. So that will be linked below. By the way, if you don't know, all podcast episodes get transformed into a blog post. So usually all the core points from each podcast episode will be included in that blog post as well as any resources or links. And by the way, this podcast episode was taken from the latest Being in a Band Masterclass. So Being in a Band is my membership for business savvy musicians who want to build a long-term career in the music industry. Every single month we have a masterclass 
on different topics. And December's masterclass was all about planning for the new year. So we go much more in depth about finances and release strategy and a whole bunch more questions that are going to assist you in just having the best year possible and also making sure that you internalize the lessons that you learned last year. The Being in a Band membership is $37 USD a month and it is open now for enrollment. So you can jump in there, do the full masterclass if you liked this episode, as well as get access to over 10 hours of other content on branding, on marketing, on release strategy, on mindset on so many different topics. It is the best place to be if you want to be supported by myself and a like-minded community and, you know, make sure that you are getting the education that you need to really have success with your projects this year. If you want to join, I've left the link down below, or you can head to monicastrut.com and click on membership. So let's start off with some reflection questions. It is really, really, really important that you reflect on the year that was before you can start setting goals. Because for example, we're really going to assess today if some of the things that you were doing within your band were actually working. And, you know, if something didn't work, then there is really no point setting that as a goal or a strategy for next year. So that is why we need to reflect. And it gives us a sense of closure as well on the previous year, which I think is important, especially for for a year like 2020. So that is why it's important to reflect. We can't move forward unless we internalize the lessons that we've learned. So the first question is, what is your proudest moment slash accomplishment personally or career-wise in 2020? Your proudest moment personally or your proudest moment in your music career or it can be your day job career whatever's a priority for you or whatever comes to mind of course you can have multiple proudest moments but if you can take some time now to think about or write down your proudest moment slash accomplishment of 2020 now as I said writing it down um, is preferable because There's just something magic that happens and it's scientifically proven as well. When you put pen to paper, you internalize things more, you learn things. And um, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a better like mind, body, spirit sort of connection when you are writing something down in a notebook. But if you are driving and want to do these questions, then you can totally just really think about it and really focus on the feeling, feeling proud of that accomplishment that you're thinking of. Question number two, what is the biggest thing you learned this year about the music industry? What is the biggest thing you learned this year about the music industry? It could be any facet of the music industry. It can be some strategy stuff, like maybe you learned how to uh, do an email sequence. Maybe you learned how to get on Spotify playlists and you successfully did so. Or maybe it was more so something about you know, how to network within the music industry or, you know, just a quality about the music industry. Maybe you notice that the music industry really banded together this year. That's something that I certainly noticed. And a lot of the local promoters were really advocating for charging more for local shows as we move into the new year. Because quite frankly, I don't know about where you are, but a lot of the local shows are still costing 10 to $15 where I'm from. And that's like nineties prices. So I firmly believe that a lot of the limiting beliefs that musicians have about not being able to make money within the music industry are just perpetuated by the actions that musicians and people that work within the music industry are taking. And I'm going to talk a little more about beliefs and the impact that they have on our careers towards the end of this episode. But Back to my original point, the thing that I really noticed about the music industry was 
people banding together, supporting one another, and also advocating for how we actually going to get ourselves out of this financial mess that a lot of us are in due to not being able to play shows or for promoters, which in my opinion is still the hardest hit from COVID. Um, because musicians do have alternative sources of income. They've got royalties, they've got merch, they've got Patreon, that sort of thing. A lot of the promoters, um, you know, were thinking about how they can kind of dig the music industry out of the hole that it was in, in 2020. So what was the biggest thing you learned about the music industry was the next question. The third question is what is the biggest thing you learned about yourself? What's the biggest thing you learned about yourself? Maybe you learned that you're resilient. Maybe you learned that, hey, you like to play the victim every now and then. I think there was a lot of kind of self-victimization during various points throughout 2020. I know I fell into that trap at one point. Maybe you learned that you were particularly skilled in a certain area. Maybe you explored some new creative pursuits in 2020 and discovered skills that you didn't know you had. What was the biggest thing you learned about yourself last year? Two more questions in this reflection section. What is one thing that really worked well for your band this year? Maybe you realized that live streaming is something that really worked for you and you were getting a lot of views. Maybe the thing that worked really well for your band is simply taking a break from the music stuff and maybe it was connecting more so to your other bandmates as human beings and not being so focused on your career and that's brought you closer together and refreshed you guys to be an even tighter unit as you go forward into the next year. Maybe it was releasing new merch lines. What worked really well for your band in 2020? And the last reflection question is, what would you like to let go of or leave behind as we move into the new year? This can be tangible or it can be intangible. So these can be habits, toxic relationships, fears. What are you leaving behind in 2020 as we move into the new year? So now let's look at our goals. So the first thing I want you to do is set one core goal, only one for each category. The first goal category is physical. What is one goal to do with your physical self that you can have? Now, it's no secret that when you are performing on stage, you need to have some level of fitness in order to put on a show, especially my vocalists out there. Cardio is unfortunately something that we have to do in order for us to be able to maintain our breath on stage, especially if we like to let loose a little bit. I'm trying to get my cardio up a little bit, but I've also been doing a lot of weights at the gym just to get my overall fitness up and just to be more toned and feel more confident as we move forward into uh, rebranding and taking photos and videos and everything. So Your physical self really plays very much into how you feel mentally, but also definitely impacts your live performance. And I hope that live shows are going to be returning to normal this year. I mean, they're creeping back in Australia and in some parts of the world, but I hope by the end of the year, then things will be back to normal. So let's start training for that. Let that be the motivation. Look, I'm not ashamed to say that when I'm on the treadmill and I need that extra motivation, I am listening to my own band's new 
EP. I'm imagining singing it. I'm imagining being on stage. And whenever I feel like getting off that treadmill before the time that I've set myself, listening to my own band's EP helps remind me of my goals and it motivates me and it helps me stay on that treadmill as long as what I have set myself goal wise. So one physical goal, maybe it's something to do with your appearance. Maybe there's some part of you that you want to change. Maybe you want to dye your hair a new color. Maybe you want to get fucking like Botox or something. Like I am so pro plastic surgery and I'm a huge advocate for your body, your choice. If you want to change something about your appearance or modify it or try it, fucking go for it. Maybe you're a guy and you just want to experiment with painting your nails. Like it could be just something as innocent as that. Be bold, be brave, your body, your face, your choice. Be the person that you want to be next year. Of course, within mind, but also within body if you choose to. I'm so excited because today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bandzoogle. Built by musicians for musicians, Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it super easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, and let me tell you, they look super modern and fresh, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Being in a band podcast listeners can go to bandzoogle.com, that's B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E.com and try it free for 30 days and use the promo code being in a band, all one word, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com with promo code being in a band and I've left it linked below. The next category for the goal you're going to set is mental. What are you going to do to help your mental health? This is not only about taking care of ourselves mentally, go seeing a therapist or meditating more, but also how are you going to stimulate your brain? If you're finding yourself laying at home bored, there are so many online courses out there that you could be taking. You can even do courses on freaking neuroscience if you want to. You can literally learn any skill you want simply by typing in what you want to learn into Google and searching for an online course. And usually they're inexpensive and have payment plans as well. So what are you going to do to look after your mental health, not only in the traditional sense of mental health, as in making sure that you're in a good mental state, but also mental stimulation. Maybe you have a goal where you're going to read two books a month or listen to two books a month on Audible. Maybe you want to subscribe to a couple more podcasts. Maybe it's just you want to overcome some limit beliefs that you have. Maybe you have just got to this point after last year and you just are wondering whether you are even going to be able to succeed in 2021 with music. Maybe you feel like you're too old or you're in the wrong city or whatnot. These are just limiting beliefs that we use to keep ourselves safe. We need to overcome those. What are you going to do to reprogram your brain so that you don't self-sabotage yourself from achieving the goals that you set for yourself in 2021? 
And the third category is spiritual. So what are you going to do to nourish your soul? That can be something as simple as getting out into nature more. Maybe you just feel so calm when you're walking along a tranquil beach and you're like, I actually really need this to refuel. And so I'm actually going to put into my calendar every Sunday morning, I'm going to take a drive to the nearest beach or the nearest national park or forest or whatever, and just go for a walk for an hour. Not even going to bring my... I was going to say not even bring a phone, but that's probably dangerous if you're going out into the wilderness, but bring a phone, but maybe you just don't listen to music or a podcast or anything. And that's going to be your challenge to really disconnect from social media and from the internet and just listen to the sound of nature. That was a really, really detailed example. But one of the things also is just, as I mentioned, disconnecting from social media. That has been one of the things that has really, really helped me in 2020 when I was feeling overwhelmed, when I had so much on my plate. I disconnected from social media and you guys know that I'm a huge advocate for not checking your phone first thing in the morning. Go do something productive. For me, I'm recording this podcast. But also, if you do consider yourself quite a spiritual person, then what can you do to kind of tap into that more? Something that I got really into in 2020 was tarot cards. I bought a couple of new tarot decks and also some affirmation cards, oracle cards. And one of the things that really allowed me to connect to, you know, a higher power or, you know, my higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, one of the things that really got me through 2020 was drawing tarot cards for myself. So I'd sit down, I would do a spread or maybe on a Monday at the beginning of every week, I would draw just one tarot card and I'm no pro, although I've certainly learned a lot, but that was certainly one exercise that I used to do that allowed me to really tap in to my higher self. So tarot is not about telling the future. It's about telling you what you need to know right now on the path that you're on. And usually it's just kind of reminding yourself of stuff that you already know, but are too scared to admit, or maybe it's like really, really subconscious and buried down. And then when you see the tarot card and you read the explanation and everything, it kind of draws out of you the answer that you probably already know. That's how I like to think of tarot, but there's also oracle cards, which are just kind of words of encouragement, or maybe they'll just give you pieces of advice, like get out into nature and just remind you to do those self-care kind of things that maybe you're neglecting. Of course, journaling is always a huge thing for me, um, but I definitely didn't really have a regular journaling practice. I think because I spent a lot of time at home in 2020, like all of us, right? And I'm just always in my head and thinking. So I really don't feel like I needed to write anything down or work through anything on paper because I'd already kind of worked through it in my mind, given uh, how much extra time I had to sit alone with my own thoughts this year. So journaling wasn't such a big practice for me as it has been in previous years. But if you like to really write stuff down, if you find yourself writing a lot of lists or you just enjoy writing, maybe you're a lyricist or maybe you're not, but you know, you've always, maybe you, when you were younger, you really liked writing short, you know, fictional stories or stuff like that. Perhaps journaling is a good way for you to work through any problems or uh, connect again to your unconscious self. Because I know for me, journaling in the past, I found myself writing shit down. Like, for example, oh, I just wish this relationship would be over. And I was like, fuck, like, did I actually write that? This this can't be how I actually feel. Yet I was writing it on the page and seeing it in black and white. I was like, oh, my God so many um, massive epiphanies have happened just because of journaling. 
I've also gone back into a yoga practice. So there are so many different things that you can do to have some sort of spiritual practice. And really it's about having a sense of peace within yourself and about coming at any challenges that you face, not from a sense of fear, but with a clear head and knowing that things are always going to work out. And when you understand that things happen in divine timing, that was one of the challenges of 2020 is feeling like, you know, a lot of our careers have been stalled. But once you can come to this understanding that the universe has your back and everything happens in divine timing, then you can kind of come at any challenges with a, yeah, as I mentioned, just a clearer head and the emotion uh, can be somewhat removed, which always leads to making better, more rational decisions. So you've set your one core goal for your physical self, your mental self, and your spiritual self. The next thing I want you to ask is what can your band improve on next year? Think about things like teamwork, stage presence, having a better release strategy. How can you do that? It's not about setting a goal, but I want you to actually think about all the different ways that you can do that. If teamwork is one of the things that you struggle with, maybe it's time to put your foot down and delegate some of the tasks that maybe you're too scared to divvy out to someone else, to delegate to someone else. Maybe your band only hang out when it's something band related. Maybe you need to hang out just as friends and become better friends, which in turn is going to make you a better team and get you all on board towards the same goals. Maybe it's sitting down and maybe it's sharing this podcast with your bandmates, which you should be totally doing anyway, um, and just getting them on board and setting their own goals and reflections for last year. If you feel like your releases didn't do as well as maybe you would have liked last year, then you are listening to the Being in a Band podcast and I have so many resources that I've made specifically for this issue. This is one of the reasons why I got into this line of work is there really wasn't anyone who was teaching bands how to release music properly. I saw so many of my peers, so many of my friends, bands that I didn't know, especially being a music journalist for so many years, um, bands just posting on social media and be like, Hey, we have a new album out today. Okay. Well, that one Facebook post is not good enough to make that release a success. And bands were spending so much money on recording full length albums or filming a video, but they weren't doing anything to actually get the exposure for it in order for it to do anything. A lot of people think that just by putting music out there, you know, either it does well or it doesn't. And, you know, you don't really have any control over that. Well, let me tell you the control over that is 90 Oh my God, my cat's going crazy. Um, The control over whether your music does well or not is 95% yours, I would say. It's 95% strategy and hard work and how bad you really want it. And it's 5% luck and chance. And I actually don't even believe in luck. I think that everything is self-made. There is a small part of it that, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. Again, it's not really something that I personally believe in. I think that you make all your opportunities, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There is, you know, 5% say the grace of the universe and you're like, holy shit, I could not have planned this better. 
if you do want to work with me on your release strategy and planning for 2021, I have only two more spots left for private band coaching. This is where you work with me for three months. We plan out your releases, your marketing, your PR, everything, and I hold your hand and support you each and every step of the way. It's like having a manager, except every final decision is yours. I'm just there as a guide. And the concept is to teach a band to fish so that you can rinse and repeat these strategies for every release into the future. As I said, I've only got two spots left for a band to start in January, early February. So do hit me up at contact at monicastrut.com and the information about my band coaching packages is at monicastrut.com slash band coaching. So there really is no excuse if you don't know how to release music properly. No one teaches this shit. So do not feel bad if, you know, you've in the past just posted stuff on Facebook or sent an email out and your music hasn't done well on Spotify or it hasn't really done well on YouTube. YouTube. Don't feel bad about that. As I said, the reason why I started my consulting business is because no one fucking teaches this shit. It really isn't your fault, although it is your fault if you know that the resources are out there and then you don't take action to go and actually learn. I did a three-year music degree and let me tell you that taught me hardly anything about the way that the modern music industry works. A lot of the information is so outdated now and it was outdated honestly when I was being taught it like 10 years ago. So don't feel bad about that. It's time to actually do something about it, not play the victim and move forward and conquer 2021. The next question, what can you improve on as a musician individually? So the last question was, what could your band improve on? And the next question is, what can you improve on? A band is a group of individuals coming together to collaborate. So you are only as strong as your weakest link. Maybe that weak link is us sometimes. So do you need to upgrade your gear? That is something that I realized I really, really need to do in 2021. I need to get better in-ears. My in-ears that I have right now, like I just got off like Facebook marketplace and they are fucking shit. I mean, they did their job, um, but they really didn't do their job. They really just don't work very well. And I know that I'm letting my band down because I don't have good gear. So I need to upgrade that, especially with some of the shows that we've got planned for this year. And that is one way that I can improve as a, you know, individual musician, Maybe you need to learn a new skill that can help your band. How can you be a better team player? You know, one of the biggest lessons that I learned in high school that I use in my band right now is when I was doing drama and doing improv. Those of you who did drama and improv know that when you are improvising a performance, you always need to say yes, yes and. You never ever block someone. You need to be encouraging and receptive of ideas And one of the biggest blockers when it comes to any sort of teamwork and a band included is if someone says an idea and the other person is like, no, straight away, that's a bad idea, cuts it off. Especially when it comes to songwriting, you need to say yes and and keep developing the idea. Let it develop properly rather than just shooting it down straight off the bat. So maybe if you're being a little too judgmental, a little too controlling, which we all are guilty for every now and then, make sure that when you are in any sort of band situations, you're being receptive to other people's ideas, saying yes and 
and being respectful of other people's input. Because at the end of the day, consciously or subconsciously, if someone keeps being shot down because of their ideas, they're just going to disengage and they're going to lose interest in the band. I've seen it happen so many times over the years with not only friends bands, but my old bands. And that is just not a good way to be a team. And a band is a fucking team. Second last question, how do you want to feel in 2021? How do you want to feel? So this is a bit of a tricky question, but for me, I want to feel energized. This means that I want to definitely have a huge focus on physical health. I want to eat less processed foods. I want to continue going to the gym. I want to do yoga. I want to have a schedule that I stick to that allows me more free time and that stops me stressing out about doing things at the last minute. So I'm a Sagittarius for those who don't know, and I have a Gemini moon and a Scorpio rising, but the Gemini moon means I'm constantly in my head and the Sagittarius means that I hate any limitations. So having some sort of schedule, I feel like I'm trapped in a box and I don't feel free, which is like one of the core sort of wants of a Sagittarius. And so yeah, having a schedule really just does not appeal to me whatsoever. But what I have learned is not having a schedule has really um, exacerbated anxiety and this constant feeling like I need to work. And it's actually stripping me of the freedom I could have if I just had a schedule stuck to it and got the shit done when it needs to be done. And then not having to stress over it because I know that something will be done on this day next week. And yeah, I just don't need to worry about it. And I can go out and I can have fun and everything instead of feeling like I need to be working all the time, but not really sure what I'm working on. That can be a common issue for a lot of entrepreneurs when they first start out. So having a schedule is going to allow me this freedom, this sense of energy that I want to have and embody next year and more of a sense of purpose and direction. I think that that's going to energize me as well. Some of the other things that energize me are when I teach courses live and I have all the students within the course live on the Zoom call and responding. And I really learned that from launching the Being in a Band membership in April of last year is that I really, really enjoy teaching live and doing live things and then having like Q&As at the end and be able to unmute people on Zoom and have conversations. Oh my God, it's like coming off stage almost at the end. I feel so energized and as well, that should be another point. I want to play live, obviously, in 2021 because the energy that I get on stage and just it's the only place where I feel like I can be my true self. I don't know if any of you feel like that. I know that's um, probably a common thing for musicians, but I really do feel like I can be my true self on stage. And yeah, no, no gigs in 2020 just did not give me that energy that I really, really crave and miss. So how do you want to feel in 2021? Maybe you want to feel more calm. And so what are the action steps that you're going to take to feel more calm instead of just reacting off the drop of a hat? Maybe it is more meditation. Maybe it's a daily practice. Maybe it's going to yoga. Maybe like me, you want to be more organized so that you're not stressing at the last minute. Maybe you just want to make a vow to yourself that you're not going to have road rage. You're just going to be like, okay, someone cuts me off. That's fine. That person probably had a bad day or maybe they have a good reason. How can you switch your mind frame so that you remain calm when you're driving? I don't know. How do you want to feel in 2021? Write it down. 
And the last question is, what kind of person do you want to be in 2021? What kind of person do you want to be? I want to be an organized person. Holy shit. I would love to be an organized person. I'm not like the worst, but I'm not like the best either. So I want to be more organized and I want to feel a sense of control over my life and my business that was very much non-existent in the last year, definitely. Um, and yeah, that is the type of person that I want to be. I'm also someone who is perpetually 10 minutes late to everything. So being more organized will help me with that and leaving on time and leaving extra time. I want to condition myself that that is the type of person that I can be. I'm not just falling into old habits or I've just told myself that I'm disorganized. I've just told myself that I'm perpetually late. That is something that I have control over and I can change it if I want to. So these are the beliefs that uh, kind of dictate our actions and the results that we get. And I've been doing a course by a woman called Erica Kramer who is kind of like a life coach here in Melbourne. I've just joined her sisterhood program where um, she really teaches a lot about confidence and about limiting beliefs. And uh, one of the things that I've recently learned is about cause and effect. So when it comes to the way that our beliefs affect our actions and the results that we get, there are four stages that we go to circumstances, feelings, actions, results. So let's just say these circumstances are that a previous music release hasn't done as well as you wanted it to. So maybe it didn't do very well on Spotify. You felt like you were posting heaps on social media, but your engagement is down. That's the circumstances. You put out a release and it just didn't hit the milestones that you set for that particular release. Now, the next stage is feelings. So that generally would bring on a feeling of maybe failure. Maybe you feel like your music isn't good enough, that you're not good enough. And it brings forth negative emotions. So the way that we feel about the circumstances will then dictate the action that we take. Maybe we are taking no action because we feel like any action that we take is just going to be fruitless anyway. Maybe we are self-sabotaging by posting all over the internet how much we hate the music industry and that, you know, Facebook is out to get us and things are rigged and you're always being overlooked just spreading negativity online and the action you take or rather inaction that you take is maybe instead of researching new ways to release music or how you can improve your release strategy, you just binge watch shows on Netflix. That's the action that you take. And then the fourth stage, as I mentioned, is results. So the results come from the actions that we take, which come from the feelings, which come from the circumstances. So the actions that we take will really dictate the results. And the result is the release doesn't do any better. Your next release doesn't do any better because the actions that you take aren't any different to that quote unquote failed release. And then it just reaffirms the circumstances that were in that first stage, which is that the music that you release doesn't do well and that you and your band aren't going to be successful. So we really need to combat and intercept one of these stages. 
So let's go back to the beginning. The circumstance was that we released music and it didn't do as well as we'd liked. So you then need to change your feelings around that. Yes, it's disappointing, but maybe you can focus more so on what you did do right and what did work. You know, going back to one of the questions that we had in the reflection exercise, how can we shift our feelings to focus more so on the positive than the negative? There were a lot of instances in 2020 where I felt like things were hopeless and that should I even continue with the band because things were just stalled and my music career was stalled. So should I just give up? And then I was like, hang on, we recorded a full second EP. I've grown my business so much. The circumstances allowed us to recalibrate and rebrand. And I think that we're going to completely leapfrog over where we were before in 2021. So how can we focus more so on that rather than the negative? And this can be really hard to do, especially if we are used to playing the victim and used to automatically going to the negative, but you have to have to push through that. Start neutral. Maybe you don't jump straight from feeling like I'm a failure to feeling like, oh, I'm a massive success and I fucking rock. Maybe you jump to a more neutral state. So maybe you go from feeling like a failure to feeling like, oh, I'm a musician that tried. It's about acknowledging that you took action on something that you wanted to achieve and it's being a bit less harsh with yourself. And then we have actions. So instead of letting our feelings dictate our actions, so I'm a failure, I'm just going to sit around and watch Netflix instead of figuring out, you know, what I could do better next time. It's like, okay, well, what action can you take to improve next time? And it's about doing what you need to do to get yourself in a better emotional state. So maybe you need to go out for a walk. Maybe you need to just have a night of, Uh, going out for cocktails with friends or something like that to stop yourself thinking about your music career. Get yourself to a place where you're not feeling so kind of down and then take action from there. This is another reason why I'm like, do not go on social media in the morning because then we start to feel that comparison-itis, other bands are doing better than us, that sort of thing. Get yourself in a good state prior to you taking action, whatever that looks like for you. Going to the gym first thing in the morning, journaling first thing in the morning. You are a responsible for the way that you feel and the action that you take. So you need to set yourself up for success each and every day. Take different actions to what you took last time so that you can achieve different results and your results will be different. So change your thoughts, change your feelings and change your actions and you will get different results no matter the circumstance that you started off with. So I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed the exercises, the reflection exercises and the goal setting exercises. This is really only the tip of the iceberg in the planning masterclass that we did do in the Being in a Band membership. So if you have been listening to the Being in a Band podcast for a while, if you've been consuming my content for a while, then the next step for you is to join the Being in a Band membership. It's only 37 USD a month. That's probably less than what you spend on Uber Eats. And it is so much value for what you pay. You get a new masterclass every month. But when you join, you get access to all the previous masterclasses, including masterclasses on branding, on release strategy, on PR, on mindset, on, you know, getting signed to a label. There is so much content in there that is going to help you with your music career in 2021, especially if you're kind of at the beginning stages of your career. But I mean, I can't even really say that because a lot of the stuff that I teach is not 
beginner stuff at all. It's more advanced stuff that no one else is teaching to this level. Also, you get access to me once a month. We do a Q&A via Zoom where we can dive deeper into your band's strategy. And there is a private Facebook community. It is the most supportive community there. Everyone shares their wins and, you know, any questions that you have between our Q&A calls, you can post them in the Facebook group also. You can get more info about the membership at monicastrat.com. But if you are ready to go all in in your music career in 2021 and you have new music coming out in the next six months, then now is a really good time to work with me privately. This is my most intensive program and it is tailored completely to you. We will create a killer release strategy and plan for the next year. We will create a killer marketing and PR strategy and I'll be able to hold your hand throughout the planning phase and the execution phase of an upcoming release so that you are fully supported, kept accountable and not overwhelmed. I know how busy it can be when you are releasing music and how much you have to think about. Think of me as your manager before getting a manager whether your goals are to start getting bigger support shows, to be signed to a label, to expand your network. We look at all aspects of the business of your band from branding to the network that you have to, as I said, the release strategy, the marketing strategy, how your social media is going, how we can get you in front of more people, more of your ideal audience. What money-making activities are you doing within your band or within your music career? How your band is working as a team? We look at every single component of the business of your band and we make sure that you are running like a well-oiled machine so that you can achieve your goals this year. If you are interested, I have only two spots remaining for a band to start in January and this is the three-month program. It can be extended, but typically I work with bands for three months at a time And that will be enough time for us to plan and at least execute one release. So if you're interested in that, head to monicastrat.com slash band coaching. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Being in a Band podcast. If you liked this episode, then please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an upload. And if you really liked the episode, then definitely let me know on social media. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. And do leave me an iTunes review. If you aren't already a member of my free Facebook group, Music Marketing and Mindset for Heavy Bands and Musicians, come and join the community of business savvy musicians just like you. If you want to work with me, all my details are in the show notes and I'll catch you next time. Bye.